Now, what do superheroes, butterflies, and teams have in common? Well, they are all elements that make people limitless. And here today with a talk encore presentation from Imagine Talks 2021 symposium is Jim Quick. Jim Quick is a world-renowned brain coach and a best-selling author of the book Limitless. He's the founder of Quick Learning and a widely recognized world expert in speed reading, memory improvement, brain performance, and accelerated learning. Now, for over two decades, Jim Quick has served as the mental coach to students, seniors, entrepreneurs, and educators, and as an advisor to many of the world's leading CEOs and celebrities. Jim is a host of the podcast Quick Brain, which has over 2 million downloads and is consistently a top 10 podcast in the world in the category of education. So here, without further ado, is Jim Quick's talk, The Attitude of Gratitude, as an encore presentation from the annual symposium, Imagine Talks 2021. Hello, Jim. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic, Francis. Thank you for having me. Oh, my God. No, thank you so much for joining us. It's been absolutely um, such an honor to have you here. Such a big fan of all your work, uh, your videos, your programs, your books. So thank you for being part of Imagine Talks 2021. You're literally a breath of fresh air for us as we move into literally the new decade. Um, and I, I really believe that we can only go up from where we are right now. Um, so I have so many questions for you, and, and a lot of these are my own personal questions, but also some that we collected from the community. Um, but this, I'm going to start with my own personal question because you have a kindred spirit with me in the terms that uh, I love reading comic books, especially before I go to sleep. That's basically how I really just relax myself, um, and comic books have been with me since I was, I can't even remember when I didn't have comic books in my life. So. My question to you is, who is your favorite superhero of all time? And why is that superhero uh, so special to you? What a great question. Yeah, comic books, um, something you and I share in common. I, um, one of the reasons why is because I grew up with learning challenges and I, I had trouble. It took me three years longer to learn how to read after my brain injury at five years old. And I taught myself how to read by reading comic books late at night. And uh, something about the stories that one person can make a difference, that uh, that there's hope and there's real help, um, brought it to life. The words. Um, my my answer would be the same as I. It's funny because one of my mentors um, was a gentleman by the name of Stanley, um, Stan Lee, the creator of most superheroes, and I got to introduce him to another uh, modern day superhero because they wanted to meet over dinner. It was uh, Richard Branson. And uh, I post this picture on Instagram, but in the car, I asked him that same question. I was like, Stan, you created Avengers, X-Men, all of them. Who's your favorite? And he says, Jim, it's Iron Man. And I'm like, wow, it's one of my favorites. It's actually, that's on my, even on my phone, it's on my laptop cover, everything. And I said, and I, he said, Jim, who's your favorite superhero? And, with, and he had a, a big Spider-Man tie. And I said, uh, Spider-Man. And without a pause, he says, with great power comes great 
responsibility, right? As an iconic voice. And I, I still reverse things a little bit because of my traumatic brain injuries, and learning difficulties, and I heard something different. And I think, you know, our listeners could appreciate it. I heard something different. I said, you're right. With great power comes great responsibility. And the opposite is also true. With great responsibility comes great power. When we take responsibility for something, we have great power to make things better. You know, and he gave me this, um, if people are watching on video, I'm showing a uh, the on top of my office here, I have a portrait <laughs> made, out of, made out of candy of Stan Lee with the Spider-Man background, the webs, and um, he loves. He's a big kid, and he, you know, he loved his his candy, and it's made out of like all different kinds of candy. But um, it was original. But it just I put it in my in my office just as a constant reminder that age is a state of mind, that we should always play. He had two passions in his life. He he loved, um, he loved going to work still, you know, nine to five, Monday through Friday, because he loved telling stories. That was, his, you know, his passion. And his other passion was his, um, was his wife. And, uh, you know, I really respect and admired that. And um, so, you know, I know you talk you know, a lot about mentorship, you know, then, and so that, that's for me. But Spider-Man, and the reason why is growing up, he was one of the first um, superheroes I read about. And it was maybe I was in New York and he was in New York, but he was also bullied and he was misunderstood, he, you know, as he had challenges, you know, he had lost his parents, he was orphaned, um, you know, and, and, but he, you know, he, but he still did the hard thing. He had this responsibility to, 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 to make, to make, to do good. And, um, and I, I related with that, those aspects, you know, so. Well, I, I, uh, I couldn't agree with you more. Iron and Spider-Man definitely um, very, very high up there. I think for me, over the years, um, it shifted, but I think for me, it always comes back down to Professor X. Uh, yeah, he's a quintessential <laughs> mentor, right? And he plays that role, and and that he's first and foremost a mentor, and 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 second a hero. Yeah, I I love I love that. Um, some people who read Limitless know my story of trying to find the X Men school because I grew up. My parents they they immigrated uh, to the United States and. Uh, uh, they we, we ended up being right outside the city of New York City and um, when I my when I found out reading the comic books that the X-Men school which was which was interesting because they're mutants right they didn't fit in and I felt like I didn't fit in with my you know I was one of two Asians in our school system mm -hmm. and uh, and the other one Roger uh, Roger Lee one year older he was valedictorian he was headed to debate team he was head of the math team he missed one uh, answer on his SATs, so he was upset. He took it again to get a perfect score. Um, you know, so he kind of set a perception for you know. And then I come afterwards, and I was on the opposite side of the bell curve. Um, but you know, so I, I was you know I was bullied, and I was I, you know, I had these challenges, uh, and like some a lot of people could relate to. But I found myself pouring myself in my imagination, you know, mm. uh, in comic books. I mean, I found out the X Men. They were like the same. They weren't the strongest, but they were, they didn't fit in. They were mutants. They were marginalized, um, yeah. not understood. And I, I could relate to that. And um, and I found out the X Men school was in the uh, it was in Westchester, New York, in my neighborhood. And so on the weekends, I would get on my bicycle when I was like nine years old, and I would try to find this school because I wanted to run away and not you know just to find my superpowers. I want to find my super friends, and so I could appreciate. Uh, you know, the mentorship of Professor Xavier, Professor X, and Charles Xavier, and, uh, you know, he's a real icon. He's, I, I mean, it's hard to, to name, like, what's your favorite, but, uh, 
the X-Men are, are dear, near and dear to my heart. Yeah, absolutely. Those, um, I don't know how Marvel does it, but Marvel really, I love DC as well too, but Marvel really knows how to write into human factor so well into, into their universe. Um, that, yeah, right? Superman. Yeah, but like a Superman for me is just, you know, you know, it's easy to be courageous when you're bulletproof and yeah. you know, you're more everything. But um, but somebody who's not, you know, and that's why I like I, in DC, I like Batman. You know, Batman, he, again, it's, it's interesting. A lot of the ones that we admire had the most adversity. Mm -hmm. Like you know, most, uh, most of them are orphans like that. The big mm -hmm. ones, Superman, Wonder Woman, Batman, Spider-Man, Iron Man. You know, they, yeah. they had very challenging, um, uh, and through challenge came change. Through struggles, they found strength. And exactly, exactly. And exactly, and that's the reason why your story is so inspiring is through your challenge, not only did you not let it define you, you excelled beyond it, and now you are actually touching others, not just because of it, but despite it, and, and you turned it into a trick like they did. So, which defines you as a superhero, Joe? I, I, I appreciate it. I mean, I think we all have that potential to take our struggles and turn into strengths or superpowers. My two biggest challenges growing up were learning and mm -hmm. uh, because I was labeled broken and, you know, these challenges of public speaking was a challenge too, because when you feel like you're not enough or there's something wrong with you, you don't really, yeah. you're not going to want to the spotlight. And my, my superpower really was being invisible. <laughs> I, would, I would hide behind the tall kid in class. I didn't want to be called on. I didn't want to be seen, um, you know, I was shrinking down all the time. So I was getting small, but um, it's interesting. The universe has a sense of humor because my two biggest challenges became my, my two biggest strengths. You know, the universe, I, all I do is public speak on this thing called learning. So no, I, I think the message for everybody is that adversity, your adversity could be an advantage. A lot of things I grew up, that was, you know, I was a little bit of, maybe I even had some shame around, um, you know, coming here, not having money or not speaking the language or just uh, my learning difficulties or if you're public speaking or this stuff is this things I'm, I'm really most proud of today. Absolutely. And, and it shows and um, I could go on on this topic with you forever, it seems like, but I, I we have so many other questions I want to ask you. When I talk. <laughs> okay, so based on all the stuff that I, we're now learning about um, your your philosophy and and also some of the, the missions you have, um, obviously this year is a year like no other in probably most of the people who've been alive at this point, right? Um, anyone who's experienced this is probably long dead from like the, the, the flu of 1918. And now we're experiencing a whole another, um, I guess, phenomenon again in this, in this almost reset period of our time. Now you have such a good, strong, very disciplined, morning routine. I, I know that I've watched some of your videos and I heard that you also, you meditate, um, you have great reading, you exercise every day. Um, has 2020, it's, it has changed for everybody, but for you, what are some significant changes in your morning routine that you've taken on and adapted because of 2020? And has that been a hindrance or has it been enhancements of how you are now focused on reaching your your life goals anyways. Yeah, that's such a great question. And I'm, I'm curious, I would love to see people who are listening to, to post their answers to this question also as well. So I'd like to, I'd like to hear how everyone else is doing. Um, in, in Limitless, in my book, I have a quote from a French philosopher. He says, life is the sea 
between B and D. Life is C between B and D. B stands for birth, D stands for death, and C, life, choice. And I really do believe that these difficult times, they could define us, these difficult times can diminish us, or these difficult times can develop us. Ultimately, we decide with the choices we make every single day. And so it's certainly been a, a trying time uh, for so many of us, you know, and, and, you know, as I think about it, I feel like that this was the year that it's, you know, a lot of people started 2020 uh, because it's 2020, 20, 2020 vision, mm-hmm. they had a vision for their life. And, and, you know, they thought it was going to be the year that they would get everything they wanted. And I think this ended up being the year we, we appreciate the things that we have. And, uh, you know, I always go to gratitude and the power of gratitude on our brains and how it rewires our brains for peace and productivity and, and greater performance. Um, and, and here's the thing, you know, for me, it's certainly changed a lot, you know, from, you know, it's I, this, the metaphor I'm using, and I would invite everyone to, to, to embrace it, or at least uh, maybe reflect on it, is that of a, a butterfly. You know, a butterfly is the ultimate symbol of transformation. And it feels like we're going through a life cycle. And while the caterpillar feels like it's the end of the world, it's, it becomes that butterfly. But while the beauty is in the butterfly, the growth actually happens in the cocoon. It's that willingness for and the, the, the desire for that caterpillar to be more that it develops the strength, the sword and new heights and become that you know, amazing, beautiful creature. And speaking about a butterfly, we feel like we're cocooning. And when we're cocooning, we're alone with our thoughts. You know, physically distancing ourselves, where we might be feeling alone, we're alone with our doubts and our fears. And so, you know, it, it's a trying time. People don't know if they're working from home or they're living at work. And it's, it's confusing. Days are blending together. And one of the reasons from a memory standpoint is we don't have those same outstanding, you know, situations where we're going out uh, for dinners or going to plays or going to concerts or comedy clubs or just, you know, out and about. So things, you know, we don't, people don't know what days there are. I mean, so, you know, it's, it's very concerning and the amount of, you know, what's going on with mental health of feeling alone, it's an epidemic to our mental health. And so that being said, uh, for me, it was, it was trying um, personally, you know, with some family and, and, and friends and such people who are suffering and struggling, uh, you know, especially with their, their health physically and, you know, mentally, but also for me, uh, work-wise, we launched a book, my very first book in 29 years. And uh, I didn't know, they asked if my publisher said, should we delay it? And, uh, you know, because everything going on, I was like, no, this book is more than a book on speed reading and remembering names and learning languages. This is a book about managing your mind in times of crisis. It's about how to regain your focus, your flow when you're working from home. How do you support your kids if uh, they're in and out of school? How do you learn a new skill or subject rapidly if you've lost your job mm-hmm. and so i believe for me i you control the controllables right you always control what you can control um and for me it's really i had to double down on my on my structure uh, when you're forced to work from home and you're not traveling you need um you need consistency and the brain loves human you know consistency in terms of your sleep in terms of when you know when you're eating you know for me i talk a lot about my morning routine things i do in the morning to really get my mind right so i'm not reacting to everything so little things to give you control like making your bed seems so simple but the brain loves a clean environment and you train yourself to be excellent making that bed and you might think it's minor but then you take that excellence into other things in your life because how you do anything is how you do everything 
challenging yourself to do little things in the morning, like instead of checking your phone, um, which I know um, we all do and we have a habit of doing because those platforms are designed. I mean, you're in the mecca of, you know, where, you know, of, you know, social media and online and mobile, but it's, it's a challenge because it rewires our brain to be distracted with every ring, ding, ping, like, share, comment. It's rewiring our brain just to be distracted and wonder why you can't study well without your mind going somewhere, have a conversation on Zoom without your attention after going somewhere else. Or it's also rewiring our brain, sometimes our devices to being reactive where we're just fighting fires and we're just responding to things, um, you know, out of, out of um, just uh, like a, being a thermometer as opposed to being a thermostat and setting and leading. And so for me, I don't touch my phone the first 30 minutes. And for me, it just became honestly kind of sad. And I think it's important to know what's going on, but your mind could get, has an algorithm like Instagram does that if you just watch all the cat videos and like and share all the cat videos, it shows you more of it. That's the algorithm. Whatever you engage with, you get more of. But if you're always just looking at everything gloom and doom and threatening and scary, mm-hmm. your brain starts looking for that and you start training your brain. And the challenge is, is you don't have the bandwidth to focus on possibility, on opportunity, on things you could even be grateful for, you know, right now also as well. So my to answer your question is a long-winded, but for me, yes, all the external things are going on and I control what I can control. And that's what I you know, that's my mindset. That's my motivation. That's the, the things that I do every day, my methods that I, that I, that I employ to, to learn and to, to lead. So I, I would say that to set a structure for yourself and that structure should also have some kind of gratitude in it. Whatever gratitude is for you, it might be prayer, it might be having a gratitude journal, but I think gratitude, again, it just being grateful is a wonderful place to start for, for your brain to thrive. You know, because how are you going to go out there and achieve success and accomplish things if you don't appreciate what you already have and what you appreciate tends to appreciate, tends to, tends to grow. And so a lot of my, my thing is to get out and gratitude is the antidote to fear. Chronic stress, it shrinks our brain. Chronic fear, it suppresses our immune system. There's a whole area of science called psychoneuroimmunology uh, where chronic fear can make you more susceptible to colds, the flus, the viruses. And I think the antidote to fear is gratitude. And so, you know, a lot of that's a lot of my focus. Wow. I, I love that. I love, I love the, um, just the simple thing you said is control what is controllable. I think that yeah. for me, that's a core takeaway I've, I, I've gotten from, from your answer. And, and that makes the most sense to me. Um, so leading up from that, again, we're talking about 2020 because it's such, for all intents and purposes, the word unprecedented year. Have you learned anything about yourself in this year that you did not discover again from 2019 and before? And also, have you learned anything about your community um, mm-hmm. and how redefine that uh, that also was not visible or, or uh, where you didn't know about because of 2020? Like, has that was actually revealed both about yourself and the people around you? Yeah. Um, I really do believe, I mean, a big lesson, you know, if I was to uh, sum up the, the word, you know, a couple words for 2020, um, I'm amazed how resilient people are. Mm. Resilience is something, you know, that the amount of grit people have is, is tremendous that, you know, like in anyone who's struggling right now, I'm talking to you is just acknowledge how far you've come. 
you know, like part of self-care, even brain care is falling in love with that person in the mirror who's been through so much, but has been still standing, you know, that you honor the people around you and inspire the people around you with your grit and your grace, whether they acknowledge it or not, mm-hmm. you know? And so I think, you know, it, I'm amazed at how limitless our ability is to be able to come together, our ability to be able to persevere, um, you know, and sometimes we don't know until we are tested that we put pressures on ourselves um, internally or from external the world, you know, in terms of what we could really survive and, and thrive under. Because like, again, for those of you struggling, listening to this, you know, I know it's, it could be tough, but do you remember that time where you thought you couldn't survive? Well, you know, my, my response is, you, well, you did, if you're listening to this, you know, and you will continue to do that because you are stronger than you think you are. And so my, my big lesson is that human beings are, have the incredible cap- capacity to be able to, to persevere and to, to move on in spite of adversity. And that's the superhero way, right? You know, the hero's journey, it's, it's you go into this world from the ordinary to a world that's extraordinary, but you have to fight dragons and you have to level up your skills and your discipline and your self-belief and your faith you know, in, in yourself and in others. And that's when you get that that prize, right? That elixir, the treasure elixir. And then what do you do? You use that elixir to be able to go back into that world to make, to help other people realize their potential. Because I think we're all right now on a journey. We're on this journey right now to, to, to realize and reveal our fullest potential. When people hear my title, Limitless, Limitless is not about being perfect. Limitless is about advancing and progressing beyond what you believe is possible. You know, and we all, we all could do, we could all be more and do more and even have more. It's just sometimes we're not pushed. And so I think resilience, grit, um, grace, these are words when I'm thinking about, about 2020 and to take those learnings and that wisdom and that experience and use it to fuel you through, you know, every single day, you know, to have in your life. And so I'm just remarkable. I'm, I'm amazed at how limitless people are. People ask like, you know, like in that, it's that proverb that says, if you want to go faster, go alone. But if you want to go further, go together. Because I get a question all the time saying, how do you become limitless in a limited world? Well, the answer is very simple. The way to become limitless in a limited world is we do it together. We do it through community. There's, there's no limit to our ability to solve these problems. There's no limit to our creativity. There's no limit to human imagination. There's no limit to human determination. There's no limit to our ability to come together you know, as a community to be able to elevate ourselves, to be able to, to, to not shrink our dreams to meet this current situation. Do not, I think it's a big mistake. I think a lot of people right now are shrinking and mm. you know, their dreams to meet this current situation. I think what we need to be doing is not shrink our dreams and, you know, don't downgrade your dreams to meet this current situation, upgrade your faith, upgrade your discipline, upgrade your skill set. you know, upgrade your capabilities to be able to meet your dreams. And, um, and so that, that's what I would say right now. My biggest lesson right now is I'm just inspired by what humans can endure and what they could do for each other and show up for each other. And for me, that's the superhero way. A superhero doesn't just have superpowers. You know, yes, they discover their superpowers. Yes, they develop their superpowers. But just having superpowers doesn't make you a superhero, right? You have to use that power for purpose. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm amazed that you know people be able to come together, you know, in spite of and 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 you know while we are different, you know, remarkably we are more the same than we are, you know, different. 
you know, in spite of everything that's that's going on. Well, I love that. Such a powerful answer. Um, and and I, and I, I, I agree, you couldn't have sent a, a better time to have your book out than, than now. <laughs> like, I think that's literally like for so many people, I know people with my network has been almost a mantra and a lifeline for them. That, that kind of book exactly that you put out there uh, has helped them yeah. get some sort of anchor, some sort of reference point that they could hold on to. And I, and I appreciate that for you saying that. A lot of people buy multiple copies, one to keep in their, you know, where they work and one by their bedside. But mm -hmm. even if they're not reading it, yes, it has all the things to help you be more productive, the best brain foods, how to optimize your sleep, how to lead your team and build learning organizations and, and speed read and remember names and all these things. It's very tactical, but it's also, you know, a, a, the title limit, it shows people what's, what they're capable of. It's a reminder that, you know, we live in the millennium of the mind. You know, your brain controls everything, yet it doesn't come with an owner's manual. Yet we upgrade our phones and our apps more than we upgrade the most important technology, which is the human mind. And so, you know, I, I titled it Limitless as a reminder to show people really what they're capable of. Because most people shrink what's possible to fit their mind when they should be expanding their mind to fit what's possible. And so, you know, having that title, even just having it there, it just reminds you of, of how powerful you really are and how you can use that power for real purpose. I love that. I love that. I love the fact that you said we shouldn't be trying to fit what we have in here, but expanding this to basically accommodate what's out there. Yeah. I love that. Um, so riffing off of that, I'm going to expand that question even further now from a global perspective. What do you envision or hope? that we as a human race, you know, America, China, uh, Russia, Africa, the whole, whole world, because this is literally a global phenomenon here. What do you hope the whole world can learn from this as a whole going forward yeah. in 2020 as a species? Um, my, my answer for that would be, and I'm curious again, what everyone else would please tag me as, as you, you know, post your answers or take a screenshot of this conversation and post it and tag us both. And I'd love to know everyone has answered to these, so many of these great questions, because these aren't questions I usually you get. And people, for people who want to learn how to speed read and memory, they could just listen to our podcast and there's no advertising or sponsors. You could just listen to it to get the tactical stuff. And I love the philosophy because I think it all begins with philosophy and attitude and mindset before the methods. Um, in terms of what I hope, my hope that we as a global community get out of this is um, a little over a year ago, I spoke at the United Nations and it was the 50th anniversary of the uh, moon landing. It was on... Uh, which happened in July 20th, uh, 1969. And uh, I spoke with all of these as astronauts on stage from all over, all over the world. And it was interesting, you know, because I spoke about moonshot thinking and changing your beliefs to think what's, what else is possible, right? To be able to reach these great goals, to be able to solve these challenges that the UN has taken on in the area of water and education and poverty and so on. And um, it was it was it was very it was it was it was a wonder I I, I enjoy that event. When the, my takeaway was my would be my answer for this is these individuals, men and women who've been out in space, they described their experience when we were talking backstage and everything, or even on uh, the sense of oneness. That when they left the Earth's atmosphere and looking back at the Earth, there were no borders, there were no boundaries, none of these man-made um, constraints. 
and they had they talked about this emotional almost spiritual experience that that's called the overview effect the overview effect that you know we are really on spaceship earth together and we are connected and we know we're connected because you know as viruses are contagious and fear is contagious we are connected and but you know what else is also contagious wisdom you know consciousness um caring and compassion and kindness is also contagious and it spreads and so uh, you know I, I would hope that everyone sees from this that we are connected obviously that we're all experiencing a similar phenomenon because we are all connected and that sense of oneness is that you know that when we hurt somebody we're also hurting ourselves you know, and my, my hope here is that the people, I, I really wish people could put on VR or then see something from like the, you know, International Space Station and all leaders could actually experience like what it's like to look and have that same kind of effect looking at, uh, at looking at our planet, you know, and, um, and see like the sense of oneness that we work together in, in unity. Um, and, you know, and use our differences, uh, which, which are not bad, you know, use those differences as our superpowers. Like it, it'd be kind of boring if the Avengers were all just strong, like the Hulk, right? Yeah. Or all just really smart, like Iron Man, right? That we all have a different role to play, but we come together, it's the ultimate team. And it's kind of corny acronym, but team stands for together, everyone achieves more. And I feel like we could work, you know, together is better for sure. And so I would say that sense of oneness, a sense of unity, that overview effect that astronauts have, I would say like, this is positive proof that we're all connected, you know, viruses and Iran and fear. And, but also it's just, we could use that and create a butterfly effect. A uh, butterfly's effect is that if a butterfly flaps its wings in San Francisco, it could create a tsunami of change across the globe. And I would say that, you know, what are the little things that we could do that could create that butterfly effect that could affect the cosmos? I love that, and uh, to, uh, to to hazard the, the analogy, um, what you what my, my my mind my geek mind hit was it took that whole uh, the death of uh, that agent Coulson and the invasion to bring the Avengers together in the movie. So they actually came together from all these different backgrounds, and only then did they act as a team. I'm hoping what you said is true that this pandemic can help us break those borders and we come together and become an actual global team just like you said i hope i hope i pray that that is how 2021 onward goes and i love that vision of yours fantastic um last couple of questions i I've, i'm again very very curious now you're obviously a mentor a role model um a leader now but everyone who starts off who's played that role also had to start off at some point um, when they were a student mm -hmm. what do you look for in your mentors um, people who inspire you, your role models. Um, I love great, such, a, such a great, thoughtful question. Um, I believe having a mentor is the fastest way to fast track our, our success and happiness. To have somebody who's done, you know, and, and kind of walked that path and can share their wisdom and experience. I spent a lot of time even, you know, previous to this and in, in, with seniors in senior centers. And part of it is to help polish off their memories because um, that's what I do, but also just to learn through, I think everyone could be our teacher. Everyone could be our teacher, you know, and, you know, and in my household, we always taught to, you know, revere our, our, our elders and have that, that love that almost reverence and respect where we can learn so much 
-hmm. And so I believe the life we live are the lessons we teach. The life we live are the lessons we teach. And you and I were talking about, you know, near death experiences. And, you know, for me, I had one right before this book, because people say, why did you wait three decades, 29 years to write a book after teaching for 29 years and being a mentor to so many people? And I, um, I had an accident uh, previous to this um, that where I almost died and it made me think about legacy and what I leave behind. And that's when I signed the book contract the next day because I've always had that option for, you know, for a decade. Um, and so my, my, my answer for, um, you know, which is a you know, powerful question for mentor is um, I have mentors. I interview most of them on my podcast. So I have, I have a mentor to help me with my mindset, with my, with my movement, like a movement coach, if you will. I have a voice coach um, because I think the greatest people you know, out there, they all have a coach. You know, me gave me a mind coach or a brain coach to you know, some notables. It's, uh, I look for the same thing that I would hope they're looking in me. I'm looking for competence. You know, mm -hmm. I'll, I'll make them all C's so everyone can remember them easily. Competence, because you want somebody who's a world-class and, you know, I mean, good at what they, they're doing. They know what they're doing. They've, they've, they've gone down this road. They've learned it through education or experience. The second C I would look for as a mentor is character, mm -hmm. you know, because somebody, um, you know, they can be competent here, but they don't have a lot of character or integrity. Um, so I, I, or somebody could have a lot of a character, but they don't have the competence. Mm -hmm. So they, they, that wouldn't be a great formula for a mentor. But if somebody has... Um, competence here in their mind, they have character, you know, in their heart. And I would always say a couple more is um, consciousness. You know, for me, this is a third CI recently added, meaning that um, for me, the vibe that I love being around people who it's, yes, they're experts here in their mind and they have character, but they also have consciousness, not metaphysical, but more of a, they, they want to make a difference. They know, they realize it's not just about themselves. You know that they um, they could go and just like everything in nature grows and also gives back, right? And to the you know to the ecology and the ecosystem. And I would say that you know that part of this idea again that we're a team and it's about we, not always me. So I, I look for those kind of characteristics in a mentor, someone who's competent, you know, in that area that I'm seeking to advance in. Somebody who has a lot of character and integrity, and then also somebody who's conscious. Also, I love that. I'm definitely gonna remember that. So, competence, character, and consciousness. I love those. See, I, I when I look for team members and and uh, mentors myself, I also have three criteria. I like yours better because it's easier to remember. Uh, mine's very, but the echo yours. Mine, mine is intelligence, which echoes competence. Um, the other one is integrity, which echoes uh, character, and I think the third one could probably e echo consciousness. It's maturity. Um, how you how you deal with essentially everything around you in, in, in a mature way. <laughs> and I think that that's very conscious. And I think that comes through, you know, experience, a level of maturity, you know, and part of that wisdom that comes out of that is this understanding that it's um, part of it is just, you know, that we're, that we're, that we're doing more good than, than we are, you know, harm and we could do it more together for sure. Absolutely. I love that. Thank you. I, I, I'm definitely incorporating yours as well, too. And then I, I, my last question for you before we close out is, as we come to the end um, of this crazy year and to start the new year of 2021, what is one, one challenge you want to give to everyone listening here to, to give them that call to action of how they can move forward from this point onward? Yeah. 
Um, I'll give everyone one and I, I encourage everyone to actually, because I, I love feedback. That's why I'm asking people to post this and tag us both in it so I can see their answers because I, I want to see what people respond with. Um, if it's okay, I'll, I'll, I'll give two quick ones. Okay. I, I, um, you know, I did this Insta story with um, Will Smith, who was kind enough to give the cover quote for my book. And I asked, what, what are the two things? What, are some, what do you do to keep your brain alive? you know, and, and active and just how do you, how do you just like win? And he's like, Jim, I have to do two things every day. I run and I read, you know, I have to do something physical every day and I have to do something mental every day. So I challenge everybody to sit, realize that, you know, your, your brain is like a muscle. It's use it or lose it. I have that on my shirt for those of you who are just. Oh, wow. I love it. <laughs> because I feel like we have to be meant, sometimes we get a little lazy physically and we, we get lazy mentally. And there's no such thing as a good or bad memory or brain or focus. There's just a trained brain and an untrained brain. And when you're more mentally fit, you will remember the things that you need to do. And then you'll be able to get through the, your overload and be able to focus when you need to in spite of distractions. And you'll be able to critically think and solve problems and be creative and concentrate. And so that my, me my message to everyone is to challenge them, you know, challenge yourself physically and mentally each day. Um, because your brain is like a muscle. It thrives on novelty and nutrition. And just like your body does, you give it exercise, novelty, and then you feed it good foods. Well, you can do the same thing for your brain. And the second thing I would just add as a secondary challenge is what we talked about today, about gratitude, taking mm -hmm. time throughout the day just to, just to appreciate what you already have, because what you appreciate, appreciates. And if you're having trouble with that, just here's a thought experiment. What if the only things you had in your life tomorrow were the things you express gratitude for today? What if the only things you had in your life tomorrow, the people, the opportunities, your, your, your health, everything were the things that you express gratitude for today? Because I did a Thanksgiving episode on our podcast, how gratitude rewires your brain and four ways to get into appreciation and how it really primes you for prosperity, uh, rewires you for performance, gives you a sense of positivity and peace of mind. Um, I would recommend everyone listen to that. But what I would say is, you don't have to wait for a greater life to be grateful. Be grateful and you'll have a greater life. Okay. You do not have to wait for a greater life to be grateful. Be grateful and you'll have a greater life. So I would challenge everybody in, you know, in the upcoming decade as we're going on this journey through you know, Spaceship Earth around the sun, you know, again, what I would say is to make the most out of this year, come from that place of, of gratitude. And, you know, because if you wanna feel wealthy, you know, take time to list all the things you have that money can't buy, you know, and then, and then start from there, you know, gratitude in your heart. Gratitude is your heart's way of remembering things. I love that. So um, I'm going to live 2021 on with that uh, physical and mental each and every day, just remind me and myself of how thankful I am with my brain and my body and making sure that I am always constantly aware of my attitude of gratitude. Yeah. I love Thank that. Thank you. Um, we have to finish this up. That's all the time we have. But again, thank you so much, Jim. This has been such an honor and a privilege to be here on, on Zoom with you. Um, and thank you for all the gifts and, and your superpowers and the mission and the impact uh, and the example you set for the community. Uh, I, can't, I can't thank you so much. And, and more than I can't thank you. Yes. Thank you. I appreciate you and not only what you do, but the manner you do it. And thank you everyone who's listening. My, my biggest challenge for everybody is take one step, you know, take one step. You don't have to do everything. Just do one new thing. One step in a new direction can completely change your destination. 
you know, in your life that again, these difficult times, they could define you, diminish you, or they could develop you. We, we decide. And so if uh, I, and I encourage people to, to, to follow us on social media at Jim Quick and, and share, I want to see your answers to these great questions about what you look for in a mentor of what your 2020 is like, what your big, you know, learning lesson from there. And, uh, and also there are all the links for what we talked about. It's in my profile on Facebook and Instagram. We have a free speed reading class there. We have links to our podcast. And so if people want to go on this journey of mental fitness and become a mental superhero, that's the best place because your life is like an egg that if an egg is broken by an outside force, life ends. But if an egg is broken by an inside force, life begins. I love that. Great, great things begin on the inside. And everyone, if they're listening to this, they have greatness inside of them. They have genius inside of them. And this new decade, this is the time to let it out. So let's do it. Together. I love that. Thank, thank you. And we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna uh, make sure all those things are down below and in the comment section for everyone to, to follow up on. And uh, thank you again so much. Uh, I can't wait to hopefully be able to engage with you in person someday. Uh, but in the meantime, have yourself a wonderful. Uh, 2021 and i hope to see you and more events and thank you for again for doing all the amazing things you do for us thank you so much jim thank you thank you now that was jim quick who spoke at imagine talks 2021's annual symposium. To learn more about Jim Quick, you can find him on Instagram at J-I-M-K-W-I-K. That's at Jim Quick. You can also find him on Facebook and purchase his book, Limitless, Upgrade Your Brain, Learn Anything Faster, and Unlock Your Exceptional Life on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and more. Thanks for again for joining us this episode. To learn more about Imagine Talks, go to www.imaginetalks.org. Edge Interns and Mental Power Hacks supports this podcast. Edge Interns sources the best interns to the best companies. Learn more at edge, that's edgeinterns.com. Mental Power Hacks is where you'll get life hacks to boost your mental performance, productivity, and success. Connect at mentalpowerhacks.com and find us on social media at mpowerhacks. Subscribe to us and get the latest episodes of Imagine Talks podcast, Achieving Success, Social Impact, Overcoming Obstacles. See you next episode.